Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. everyone welcome to the show i'm your host cassandra perkins today on behind the mask i am so glad that you're here with me this week hey i did something really cool this past week um i got to go volunteer so hey look at this statistic there are 168 hours a week nobody correct me if i'm wrong let's just all go with this okay there are 168 hours in a week if you devote one hour of your time just one hour helping others that is 0.6 percent of your week now all of you know who who listen to my show and if you, if you don't know now you're going to find out that I'm very passionate about volunteering um so this past week I was with impact um and I got to go with them um and I got to make sandwiches for the homeless and then go out and give it to them. And it's, it's so incredible to see their reactions and, and how incredibly thankful they are. So it's, it's so incredible. And I'm so blessed to be able to go out and volunteer like that, but that's, everyone should do that. Everyone should do that on a weekly basis. If not more, it's, it's 0.6% of your week. That's nothing. And to do that and to see the reactions to help others is so incredible. So if you want to know more about that and also other volunteer opportunities, please be sure to add me on Facebook. You can go to Cassandra Perkins on Facebook and you can check out everything that I'm doing on there as far as far as volunteering and other stuff as well. So today we are kind of focusing this show on a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, which is leadership. And I feel that leadership is a really a main focus uh, on a lot of things that you do. Um, you know, it starts with you. It starts with being a leader, having great um, productivity in, in your workplace, in your home, you know, being able to surround yourself with other leaders and people who will support you. So I think leadership is really, in my opinion, the the start to everything that you are and everything who you are. Um, so to you know, I have two guests today and they're absolutely incredible. Um, my first guest is Drew Dudley and he's going to be talking to us. He had this amazing TED video and I'll talk about that in just a second um, about leadership. And also we have Tracy Day who I met at Ziegler um, at the recertification not too long ago. And um, I got to meet him and he is all about leadership as well and good principles and leaving a legacy in life. So um, my first guest again is Drew Dudley. And let me read a little bit about who he is and then I'll kind of tell you my connection with him and and why I think he is such a unique person. Um, Let me read a little bit. Drew Dudley is the former coordinator of one of the largest university leadership development programs in Canada. Drew Dudley nevertheless embraces the idea that leadership cannot be taught, it can only be learned. Drew has spoken to over 100,000 people on five continents. He's been featured in the Huffington Post, Radio America, Forbes.com, and TEDx.com, where his TED Talk had been voted one of the most 15 inspirational TED Talks of all time, and he it has been viewed over a million times. Um, I, I met him when I was at Ziegler and I didn't meet him, but I was sitting in the um, room and went for one of our programs um, that we do there. One of our, our programs is about leadership and making an impact. And so his video was shown and he'll 
talk a little bit about what this video is and what this video I'm talking about is. But what this video is, is really talking about leadership in those little moments in life that are so special where you don't realize that we are a leader in someone's life and that we have made a, a, a impact in someone's life. And we don't even realize it until it's brought to our attention, which is what being a leader, in my opinion, is all about is doing things behind closed doors and doing things when people aren't watching and doing things just because you are a good person. And I really think that's what Drew represents and really the person that he is. So when I saw his TED video, I sat back and was in awe. And if you want to see it, please be sure to go to my website. You can go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com um, and you can go check it out on there and find out all about him. But I sat back and was just in awe. I was in tears. I was in awe. And I said, I have to have him on my show. And I looked around the room and I said, I have to have him on my show. And everyone's like, you should do it. So I friended him on Facebook and, and he was more than happy to do that. And I'm just so blessed that he's here today to really share his story and really share truly what leadership is. So Drew Dudley, I'm so excited to welcome you to my show. Welcome. Oh, thanks so much. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm honored by the invitation. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So, as I mentioned, you know, you are truly passionate about leadership, and it's something that you really care about, and what you talk about. So, why why is this? You know, in my opinion, I feel that leadership is a very important tool in your entire life that you need. But for you, why do you feel so passionate about leadership? Yeah, I think it's because I was so wrong, or I feel like I was so wrong for so long about what it was. And I think that when you get kind of get hit in the face with uh, the reality that the way you've conceived of something for so long is is actually could have like was so potentially way off base. I mean, at least in in my opinion, I think that's what what got me so excited about sharing some idea, my like some ideas about how we can choose to look at it differently. Because for a long time. I sort of responded to the way leadership is portrayed throughout the education system and you know, started to equate it with money and titles and influence and even the, the promo on the air saying, you know, no one's following you, you're not a leader. And that's how I kind of embraced this idea of leadership. It was really about influence. And, you know, the education system that I went through kind of started teaching it. You know, the whole purpose is to work hard enough and then one day you're going to be recognized as a leader by some sort of external individual or organization, right? You're going to be given a piece of paper or a credential or letters after your name or a title. And I said, okay, so for years I I worked really hard to make sure that I got those things, all the letters after your name you're supposed to have, all the credentials. And and, and then I I just, my eyes were open to the fact that when we define leadership like that, when it has to be given to us by someone else, when it's dependent on whether or not we are getting other people to follow us, I started realizing that in many ways we're not in control of a lot of those things. And so this thing that's so important, we were sort of putting in the hands of other people to bestow upon us. And I think that's a, a little bit on the disempowering side. I mean, I have asked, I guess I guess it's 831 times now, when I open up every single presentation I ask, how many people in this room are comfortable calling themselves a leader? And of the 800 and some times that I've asked the question, less than 80 times has there been more than a third of the audience that are willing to put up their hand and say, I'm a leader. And these are rooms full of dynamic students, volunteers, right. nurses, teachers, like people who spend like six hours a day with the children of, of our society weren't willing to put up their hand. Hmm. And I think that 
that's a problem. And I think it's because we've defined it so narrowly and people have made it into this thing that's bigger than us and beyond us. And, right. and leadership is to be earned by only a few people. And as a result, I think a lot of people ignore the leadership that they do demonstrate every day. And when I started to realize that I was doing that, and when I started to realize that so many of the people that I admired the most and had such a positive impact on me did not see themselves as leaders, I became really passionate about seeing if we could begin to shift thinking on it. And that's, I think, where it came from. I was so wrong about it, and I think as a result, I was denying myself the opportunity to celebrate uh, something that was really good about me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that more importantly, people who I believe should celebrate, sh- should celebrate themselves and be celebrated were diminishing who they were. And that I think was far more important for me to start making people realize that we need to change how we choose to define leadership into a much broader concept. Absolutely. I love the way you look at that. And you know, your leadership isn't defined by your credentials or, or who you are in the business world. It's it's what you do to help others and how you help others. And you know, you don't you're not always recognized for that and for what you do. You know, there's things that I guarantee that I've done. There's things I guarantee my producer Jorge has done. I can guarantee that because he's, he's changed my life and is a leader in my life as well, as well as my parents, as well as my sister. But, you know, we always don't tell people that. We always don't tell people, um, you know, that they really truly are leaders in our life. And I think that's why people really don't see themselves as leaders or, you know, I, I, I don't get recognized for anything or, or they just don't see that what they're doing actually is really making an impact on someone. And that's really what your TED Talk was about. And I would love for you to share the story of really one moment in your life that you talked about in your TED Talk that really changed you. Yeah, well, it was odd because I spent, as I said, the early part of my career, or the early part of my life, you know, the first couple of decades, basically doing whatever I was told. You know, whatever teachers, whatever professors, you know, parents and adults told me to do because I wanted to please other people because that's where I felt the rewards came from. You know, like the rewards were always handed out to a lot of young people from other people, right? They have to please others. And so I did that. And I was my last night at my, my undergraduate uh, degree, and I was getting ready to leave. And uh, a young woman came up to me and said, you know, I remember the first time that I ever met you. And I didn't recognize her, but she told me a story from four years earlier. And what she told me was that the night before she started at my university, she had a night, like the evening before, she was just gripped with this really powerful self-doubt. And she was so convinced she was going to really blow this opportunity in her life that she was about to embark on that she started to cry. And she said, I'm sitting in this hotel room crying in front of my parents. And they were amazing. And they said, look, you know, we know that you're scared. Trust us. We are so much more scared than you are. <laughs> but they said, like, let's go tomorrow. You've worked so hard for this. Like, you owe it to yourself to try. So here, we'll go to registration at any point during the day tomorrow if you think you can't do it. We will then take you home, and we love you no matter what. But if you don't go tomorrow. We think you'll regret that for the rest of your life. And our job as your parents is to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so she said, you know, I had never really been presented with an option for success as a student that didn't involve going to college or university. Like if you wanted a good job, that was really the only path that was ever provided to you. And she goes, so I knew they were right. And I worked so hard at it that I went and I got in line on my first day. And everybody was yelling. They're all having like matching T-shirts and painted faces. They're trying to make you feel welcome. And she says, if you're an extrovert, of course that makes you feel welcome. You're super excited about all that chaos. But if you're an introvert like I am, all that noise and yelling and people doing, you know, choreographed cheers, and it's, it's terrifying. 
And she said, I looked around and said, this is another place where extroverts are valued only. And this is another place where you have to yell to fit in. And I won't spend four years of my life there. And she goes, I'm standing in line on my first day of school. And I just quit. I just said, I'm not doing this. And I decided to quit. And as soon as I did, like this peeling of pee came over me. I knew I'd made the right decision. And I turned to my parents to say, you know, take me home like they said they would. And you came out of the nearest building. You're wearing this stupid hat. And you got a big sign promoting the charity that you work for. And you're handing out these lollipops as you walk up and down the line, trying to convince all of these parents and students to get up on Saturday morning and go raise money. And she goes, you, you, you get to me and you just kind of stare at me for a minute. And then you look at the guy next to me, and you pull this lollipop out and you hold it out to him. And you go, dude, you got to give a lollipop to this beautiful girl you got to stand next to in line on your first day. Like if the universe is going to give you an opportunity to talk to her, you got to break the ice. And she goes, I've never seen him before, but he got so embarrassed. He turns beet red. He won't even look at me. He just holds out this lollipop you gave him. And so I take it because it's his first day and everybody's staring at this. And she goes, as soon as I, I took the lollipop, you got this really disappointed look on your face. And you turn to my parents and you say, look, it's your first day away from home. First day without mom and dad to look out for her. And she is taking candy from a stranger. And she goes, I think when everyone's super nervous and anyone says something mildly amusing you over laugh and she goes so everyone starts to howl and, and they're all like falling over laughing in the lineup and she goes i don't know why but in that moment when you decide when you said that and everybody was laughing something changed in my mind and i said okay well don't quit today like quit tomorrow and she goes i never did and i graduate in a few weeks and i had talked to you in the four years since it happened but I heard that you were leaving. And before that happened, I had to come up to you and tell you, you've been an incredibly important person in my life and I'm really going to miss you. So good luck. All right. And she just walks off. And I'm like, cause I have no idea how to deal with that. Right. And, uh, but she bails me out. She comes back and she said, look, there's one more thing you really should know. I've been dating that, that guy for four years. Wow. Since you that morning. <laughs> and then, you know, a year and a half after I moved away, like the two of them invited me to their wedding. She ended up marrying the guy. Wow. And that's so the incredible, that, Drew. You know, well, we do have to drive. I don't know. I don't remember it. That's right. what got me. Right. We do have to take a break real quick, but I want to talk to you a little bit more when we get back, because that's that's the twister on all of this is you don't remember this moment where you met her and you gave her the lollipop and the lollipop moment. You don't remember that, which is so crazy that something that really changed someone's life. You don't remember. And I want you to talk a little bit about what that means when we return from the break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Drew Dudley. You know you have the power to stop children from joining gangs. You have what it takes to help a homeless father find a job and home for his family. You have the ability to assist a woman who can't afford the medicine she needs to live and the home she can't live without. You can choose to make a difference in our community and improve the lives of so many people in need. Support Volunteers of America and you can help improve the lives of nearly 2 million Americans each year with programs and services that help individuals and families overcome their challenges to become as independent as possible. 
support the programs that are working in our community. Contact Volunteers of America today. Call 1-800-899-0089 or visit our website at www.volunteersofamerica.org. Daddy, why is the sky blue? Well, because Mother Nature wanted to match your pretty little eyes. Nope, not even close. See, all colors have wavelengths that are diffused by oxygen and nitrogen. Since blue has the shortest wavelength, it's diffused up to 10 times more. So the human eye sees more of it than any other color. That's why the sky looks blue, Daddy. Who in the world taught you that? Mommy? By sixth grade, too many girls lose interest in math and science. And in just a few short years, almost all of the jobs they'll want will depend on having these skills. So keep her interest alive any way you can. Daddy, do you know why the concept of odd and even is a philosophical illusion? Why don't you tell me? For more information and ideas, visit www.girlsgotech.org. Remember, it's her future. Do the math. A public service message brought to you by Girl Scouts of the USA and the Ad Council. You're listening to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Woo, good music choice, Jorge. I got a good producer. He's always, always making my show so polished. Awesome, Jorge. I just love this song. Thank you, Jorge. We are back with Drew Dudley, and he we were talking to him. He is so passionate about leadership. We are talking to him about his TED Talk, which has been voted one of the most 15 inspirational TED Talks of all time. And I, I can't help but agree completely. It's so incredible. Um, I saw this when I was at Ziggler. I saw his TED Talk, and that was what he was talking to us before the break, is um, a, a woman approached him and said, you have made a huge difference in my life. And when I wanted to quit... I didn't think I could go to school. I didn't think I could do this. And I was ready to quit. You walked up to me and made me feel comfortable. But in his mind, in Drew's mind, he doesn't remember this moment. And this girl walked up to him four years later as he was leaving and said, you have been a huge leader in my life and I want to thank you. And he doesn't remember this. But, you know, I feel that's the way that we all are. That's how we all are is we're constantly doing things that are changing lives and changing others. And we may not even remember that memory which is so crazy and I just think it's so special when I hear stories like that of people who are truly moved by the action of others so Drew are you there with us Drew Yes. Oh, how you doing? Absolutely. Doing good. So, you know, I would really like you to to briefly talk about, you know, you call it your lollipop moments and what your lollipop moments in life are. Um, you know, and I think that's a huge reference to the, you know, the lollipop that you gave her and how you changed her life and made her not quit and feel like she can go on and feel comfortable and all from just a, a, a kind, an act of kindness of who you truly are as a person, it changed her. So what is that lollipop moment? And really, what does that mean? You know, it's interesting. I told that story a lot. It started with a charity I worked with where I wanted to let our volunteers know that as much money as we hope they made to support the cause, it wasn't just the bottom line that mattered. It was how much interpersonal impact they could have in pursuing this goal. It wasn't goals they said it wasn't even the goals they met it was how they went about doing them so i always told that story to remind people 
that the impact they're going to have over the course of this four-month charity campaign they ran would happen in these day-to-day interactions and to recognize that the amount of money they raised was only a portion of what they did. And I've always loved the end of one of Malcolm Gladwell's books. He, he says that dreams don't come true, goals come true. Goals without plans are just dreams. So you should have plans. And I think we all should. But I think what's really important is to recognize that probably the biggest legacy you'll leave on the people around you, the biggest impact you'll have and the legacy you'll leave on the world will have relatively little to do with your plans. It's probably going to be a result of the unplanned consequences of your everyday actions. And the lollipop moment is like that phrase, and I never used it before that TED Talk. I told the story for years, but I never used the phrase a lollipop moment. And people just seem to, to attach, the, like to really grab onto it. Yeah. And what it means to me is a moment of powerful interpersonal impact that is a moment of leadership but is ignored. Like lollipop moments are these moments of powerful interpersonal impact that are not being credited as leadership. Mm-hmm. And so I use that term to recognize they're, they're, it's a focus on our ability to add value to the lives of other people and to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we talk about how to add value to other people, but I think a really important reality is you can't add value to anyone else's life until you've added enough to your own. And it's not about being selfish and it's not about being self-absorbed, but ultimately like you can't send out joy. You can't send out passion. You can't send out impact and all of the other things that are important to us. If you don't make sure that there's some in your own life. And so this focus on the idea that leadership is about having followers, leadership is about striving to act every day in a way that makes it more likely to have a positive impact on your own life and on the lives of other people. That's how I, what I think leadership is all about. And everybody can do that. Everybody is born with the same ability to add value. Not everybody's born with the same ability to read, to write, to do math. And the things that almost everyone has put through a system that evaluates is the most important thing. If we celebrated young people who added value to the lives of, of those around them at the same level we did those who could get A's, we would open up opportunities for rewards and, mm-hmm. and self-worth that right now we're denying a huge percentage of the population all the time. So I really want people to recognize that we are all born with the same ability to create this interpersonal impact, which I call these lollipop moments. And if you do, and if you plan to do it, then you're leading, and you should give yourself credit for it. Wow. You know, there's a quote by Zig, and it's, you know, we're all born to win, but to, you know, when you have to plan to win, you have to prepare to win, and then and only then can you expect to win. And I truly think that quote represents how I feel, and I I really love your views on that. And, you know, I I think to look at leadership in in not such a a narrow hallway where you have to be this and this to be a leader, um, I, I think everyone is a leader in their own way, and to recognize that and give recognition to those people is so important, which is why I love your story so much. So Drew, we have about five minutes um, before we have to end it, sadly. Um, But I want to know really what your future plans are. What can we expect in the future from Drew Dudley? Yeah, well, it's interesting. You said, uh, you know, everybody can win. And one of the things I always try to tell my students is that be careful with winning. Like the desire to win can be dangerous. Like the best leaders, they know they don't care about winning. What they care about is succeeding. And the nice thing about success is that everybody can share in it equally. And the problem with winning is that often somebody has to lose along the way. Like what's the rest for me is to try to continue to share that idea. There's a book coming out uh, called The Lollipop Moment, uh, Moving Leadership Hopes to Leadership Plans. Uh, and that's, that's going to be something I'm really, really excited about. But for the most part, I want to continue to help people identify 
and plan to lead every day. You know, I ask people, why do you matter? Like if you're listening right now and somebody posed you that question, why do you matter? What would you say back to them? And I became really frustrated by how my students would struggle with that. Like, why do you matter? And one of them actually said to me, well, I don't yet, but that's why I'm working so hard. If you have kids, go home and ask them, like, why do you matter? And if they haven't gone to school yet, they'll give you the most amazing answers. And too often, once we send off our kids to school, they start to believe that why they matter is to be determined by other people. And Mm -hmm. my focus is to try to remind people that we need to be asking ourselves questions every day that allow us to answer that question. And, and when people say, well, why do you matter? I say, because I plan to. Like, we hope to matter, and we hope to lead, and we hope to make a difference. And like you said in that quotation, like, hope is a powerful force, and we should foster it in our lives and the lives of everyone we touch, but it's a terrible strategy. Like, hope is not a good strategy. It, if you want to lead, if you want to matter, if you want to make a difference, you've got to plan to do it. And, and for me, what's next for me is to help people recognize the easiest way to do that is to figure out what are the key things you want to stand for every day and then actually take a moment to say, well, what do they mean? And I try to help people create questions. The research shows that people are so much more likely to answer, to commit to answering a question than they are to chasing a goal that's just a statement. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's about helping people create questions that are tied to their core values and making them chase those questions every day. For me, it's a, it's a series of six of them. You know, like, how, what have I done today to recognize someone else's leadership? Uh, how have I, uh, what have I done today to live like it's my first day on the job? What positive thing have I said about someone to their face today? What have I tried today that I thought might not work but tried anyway? How have I helped someone else try to reach a goal? Right. How did I elevate instead of escalate? And what have I done today to be good to myself? It's wow. actually seven. Wow. But those instead of chasing nebulous concepts like impact and passion and class and, and self-respect and empowerment, those questions become what I try to do every day because those questions are carefully crafted that in order to, in order to answer them, you have to do something. And if you do that something, you've lived your key value. So what I want to do is to keep spreading this message. Sit down and ask yourself, if I only had three, like if the three key values that are most important that I want to embody every day, how would I define them? Wow. And then what question, if I asked and answered it every day, would I know I'm living that value? Wow. Then make those questions a priority in your life. Absolutely. And if you're doing that, that means you're acting on your leadership values every day. That's something that's within all of our power. And I just want to keep sharing that idea. It's, it's been a cool Great. adventure so far. Good. And I can't wait to follow you in the future. Really quickly, what is your website? Uh, www.drewdudley.com. D-U-D-L-E-Y. Awesome. Drew, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day. I really, really appreciate you being on today. It's such it's such an amazing honor, and it's so good to hear your insight and the way you think of things. Thank you so much, Drew. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be asked. I Absolutely, it. and we'll stay in touch. I can't wait to see what you're doing in the future. Also, if you want to know more about Drew as well as myself, go to my Facebook page, Cassandra Perkins, as well as go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. <laughs> But with you, I can feel again. Yeah. I was a lonely soul, but that's lonely. I'd still beat him, but it's not working. It's like a hundred thousand voices that just can't sing. I'd 
What you hear isn't just any beat. It's the actual heartbeat of a child in need. This is Ryan Tedder from One Republic. The beat of our new song, Feel Again, was created with heartbeats of children in need. Find out how it can help frontline health workers save millions of children at everybeatmatters.org. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. Stephen Baldwin here. I got a question for you guys. You ever ask yourself how much faith has a place in life? I did. When I started to search for the knowledge of my faith, found in God's Word, which is in His Bible. It's a book that He communicated into the hearts and minds of people who were rising to the challenge of their faith. These people, they weren't setting out to write a book. They were just writing what God was telling them to say. The understanding that I came to about a lot of my life's questions, I found in the Bible. If you'd like some more information, visit MyFaithAndLife.com. Produced in partnership with the Bible League. Shriners believe that every child deserves a chance to realize their full potential. A tragic gasoline explosion left young Dan Carroll covered with burns and with a slim chance of survival. That is, until a local Shriner heard about the accident. Almost immediately, magic started happening. Dan was airlifted to a Shriners hospital. The doctor said, I know you're expecting the worst, but this is a Shriners hospital, and we're the finest burn center in the world. Without the Shriners, I wouldn't be here right now. Like, seriously. Shriners hospitals offer some of the world's finest orthopedic and burn medical care to kids totally free of charge. And there's a Shriners hospital helping kids from this area. Today, Dan is a professional jazz drummer with a bright future. I can do whatever I want to do. There's no limitations, and they help you learn that. If you know a child that the Shriners could help, call 1-800-237-5055. Shriners, giving help and hope to kids for over 80 years. Let's rejoin Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back, everyone. We were just talking to Drew Dudley about his TED Talk. Hey, if you missed it, please be sure to check it out. You can go to my website, CassandraPerkinsRadio.com, and be sure to check it out on there. Also, you can listen to the rebroadcast of this show if you missed it, or you want to share it with your friends Saturday, same station, at 10 a.m. Also, you can listen on KLTT 670 at 6.30 p.m. um, for the first half of the show on Saturday as well. So uh, be sure to check it out if you missed that. And uh, we were talking a little bit about leadership, and that's really what I think the focus for today's show is about, is leadership and leaving a legacy. And what kind of legacy are you going to leave in your life? And really what that means to leave a legacy. Um, my next guest is Tracy Day, and I'm so excited to have him on my show. He's so such an incredible person. I met him at the recertification of Ziegler. Um, let, me, let me read you a little bit about who he is. Mr. Tracy Day Mister, has worked in the information technology profession for over 20 28 years. As an infant, Tracy was adopted into the military household, growing up in a military family and experiencing leadership throughout his young life. Tracy began his career in the United States Air Force, serving nearly 14 years, and thank you for your service. Tracy has been hand-selected to be among the first 30 Ziegler Legacy Certified Trainers and Speakers in the world. Tracy speaks on sound leadership principles, on building winning relationships, goal setting, and achievement, and building 
being a better you. And he was the first class to be certified um, for Ziegler certified, Ziegler legacy certification. He was the first class. I was the third. So we all got to come the first class, second class, and the third class a couple weeks ago. Um, We got to all come together and get recertified. So we got to meet everyone from all the classes. And and I met Tracy. And speaking of leadership, um, I just knew when I met him that he was such an important person. And we, you know, we got to talk and he said, Cassandra, I, I just love you. And I, I just look up to him so much and the person who he is. And um, I really want to him to be able to talk because he has so much insight on so many things and to be able to pick out his brain a little bit about him and about leadership and leaving a legacy. So Tracy, I'm so glad to welcome you to my show. Oh my gosh. I, I, am I at the right place after that? Great- <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> thank but, you. Thank- for the invitation to come on your show, and and I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be here. So so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and your attitude and just who you are is so inspirational to me. And so to to have you on the show today and to share that with my audience is so important. So we'll jump right into it. Um, you know, I really want to know, growing up to live in a household, what's what is it like to be adopted into a household where you know leadership and the right principles growing up is a priority and being that have that taught to you. Oh wow. It, you know, it it um it was it was amazing experience as a child. Um you know, I, I have to give credit to my mom and dad when, you know, they were technically my foster parents for about three weeks and then they adopted me. They felt right mm-hmm. right in love with me. They knew I was gonna grow up and be a handsome guy and all <laughs> this kind of thing and <laughs> So they, they um, you know, they really loved me, you know, because when I was born, I was born addicted to, to drugs, and, and uh, the state took me immediately at birth. And, and I, I, you know, I was 5 pounds, 7 ounces, and 13 inches long, and I was on time. I was mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny baby. And now to look at me, you know, I'm 6'3", I'm a grown man, you know, 200-something-plus pounds, and, and you would never think that, that a baby that's no bigger than my shoe would grow up and be this kind of a man, right, physically. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is is that my dad, you know, he, he died. He served 35 years in the military, and, and and he regretfully but fittingly, he passed away on Memorial Day weekend in 2010. And, and that was hard on me because everything that I knew as a man, I learned from him. And and I I learned it because he lived these leadership principles. He he lived his life by example. And um, you know, when I was about ten years old. They they told me I was adopted, so I rebelled there for a little bit. And you know, finally I got my head on right. And 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 you know, you know what? I, I need to get my act together. So they loved on me and got me on the right foundation. And and they've always my mom and dad have. Have, and, and, you know, my brothers and, you know, all that, they've given me great support. And, uh, you know, we're just a close-knit family, and we just love it. And all these leadership principles that, that I have today, I got from my dad. Hmm. Wow. You know, to have that leadership growing up in your life and to have those principles in your life is so unique and so special. Um, how in your life, you know, how do you use leadership today? I mean, to have those principles put into your life, how does that make you and develop you into the person that you, you know, you truly believe that you are today? Oh, wow. That's a great question. And, you know, it, it's it's funny, you know, we're both Ziegler certified trainers and speakers, right? Mm-hmm. 
And and um, you know, I was actually in class two, but I was supposed to be in class okay. one. But I was actually in class two, and and you know, you came right behind us in class three, and and um, and it, the principles that I received from my dad and my my mom growing up were the same principles that Ziegler taught all his career, right? So as I got exposed to Ziegler in my adult life, I was like, hey, wait a minute, uh, this is what my dad said. This is what my mom- <laughs> This is what my dad said. This is what my mom said. Wait a minute, something's to this, right? So maybe I better start paying attention. And I did, right? So so they molded me into who I am. And, and my dad, you know, you hear the buzzword being a servant leader, right? You hear that buzzword all the time now. But, you know, back when, when I was growing up, that's the principles that my dad taught me, and that's what I try to do now. You know, the the, the Bible tells us, you know, to, to treat others as we want to be treated, right? So. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've tried to do, and and to be a professional and to be respectful, even if, you know, the Bible also says to turn the other cheek, right? So mm-hmm. even if someone, you know, is is ugly or negative towards me, I just, you know, I just kind of smile and take it, and mentally I'm telling myself, you know what, God loves you and I'm trying, right? So. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of take it on with that and just try to love them and figure out, you know, maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe they're just um, having a, uh, you know, whatever, just kind of a negative moment or something. And I just try to love on them where they're at and, and uplift them because maybe they need a word of encouragement, right? right? And, and Drew, in your earlier interview, Drew hit it, you know, having that lollipop moment, right? And, yeah. and you know, I actually said something when we was at the certification. I said something to, to Tom Ziegler, and I said, hey, you need to, we need to show this video. And that's probably where it came from. Wow. And uh, it, and it is that. You know, Zig taught that. You you know this. You know, that lollipop moment of everyday leadership, making an impact to someone, expecting nothing in return, it, it pays dividends. It pays dividends even if we don't see it because it has a domino effect in everything we do that it's we pay it forward. And and because of that paying it forward, eventually that blessing that we gave someone else will eventually come full circle back around to us. And we don't even know how many hands it's been through. Right. But that's just the power of the God that we serve and, and what he does for us. Absolutely. And I love how you said, you know, even if somebody's having a bad day, you, you treat others how you want to be treated. And I know I have bad days. I'm not perfect. And I know I have bad days where everyone's looking right. at me like, what is your problem today? What is wrong with you? And, you know, there are days like that where you get angry at the person you're ordering at the drive through window because they're slow and then you get angry. But, you know, who, who knows what's really going on in somebody's life when they're upset or they're sad or whatever the case may be. They may just be be having a horrible date so to treat others uh, how you want to be treated no matter what is such an important point to living a life for leadership and leaving a legacy so you know talking about leaving a legacy you know that's as we you know connected through Ziggler you know mentioning Ziggler that's really how what one of Zig's big things is what kind of legacy are you going to leave in your life so for you what do you feel that means or why it's important to have a purpose and to leave a legacy in life? Why, why do you feel that's important? Oh, that is a great question. You know, you know, Jesus left a legacy, right? <laughs> We're talking about the guy, you know, thousands of years later, man, that's powerful. And, and, you know, I, you know, I'm a Christian man and, and I believe, you know, the things that Jesus did and he saved us. Right. So 
for for me as a parent, I've got three boys. The legacy that I have in me today is is not my legacy. It's my dad's legacy, right? I don't carry that. It's not me. It's not Tracy Day. It's my dad's legacy, Vernon Day. And, uh, it, you know, he, he was lovingly enough to me to give me his name mm-hmm. and says, I love you for who you are. Wow. And, and he taught me everything he taught me about leadership and how to be a man and, and to do the right thing you know, no matter what. And so I've tried to instill that into my three boys, and my three boys are, are great at it. You know, they, they get compliments on their behavior all the time, and, and they get compliments on, on how to behave. You're, you're such a nice person. We love who you are. We love how you treat people. Mm. So, you know, they, they range from, you know, 28 to, to 17. And I, and I see their their you know I get that feedback from them all the time, and I see how their friends compliment them on social media, mm-hmm. and um, so that tells me that I've done a good job, right? But but there's still work to be done, you know. Even up until my dad passed, you know, he was still teaching and coaching, you know, to his boys. He was still, you know, being a dad to us, right? So, you know, I, hopefully I'm going to do the right thing to my boys. I think I'm on the right track, and. And that's the important part about leaving that legacy is, you know, I want my grandkids to be talking about their great-great-great-grandfather, you know, my dad, right? So that's what's important to me is to pass that legacy, take that legacy that was given to me and pass that legacy on to my three boys, and hopefully they'll pass it on to their kids and their kids. Wow. And when you say the legacy, I mean, what what does that mean? You know, leadership, you know, having good morals, good values. Is that really what leaving a legacy means? Well, you know, in, in a way it is, you know, because we want to, that legacy is, is, you know, history tells us, you know, they tell us about all these famous people in, in the world, right? You know, you can name presidents and actors and, you know, the, the, um, you know, the men who, who built America back at the turn of the century, the 1900s, and, you know, so on and so forth, all the way back to the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. History tells us of those people, and there's some sort of a legacy there. But mm-hmm. the important thing to me is that legacy is the everyday actions that we have as individuals, you know, I may or may not wind up, you know, dying as a famous person. I don't know. But that's not important. What's important is how I treat those around me and those that are close to me when, when I die. You know what, those, hopefully my, my prayer is, you know what, that Tracy Day, he was a nice guy and he was a servant leader and he did, the, he did things right. He did it the right way. And he taught that to his boys. And we see him. In his boys, because people tell me the same thing about my dad. People tell me that we see your dad in you, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. So to me, that's that's what leaving a legacy is about: is building building a better world around us, so that we can all get better, and society as a whole becomes a better place to be. 
Right. And I, I really, I really agree completely, completely with you, Tracy, is, you know, what, what people are going to think when you're gone. And, you know, to, you know, I, I gave a, a little talk when we were at Ziegler about a friend of mine who passed away, Chandler. And yeah. really the thing that he left me with was how good of a person he was and how generous he was and kind he was. And he reached out to me when I was struggling and I was depressed and I was sad. And he left a legacy on me and inspired me to go out and help others and inspire others and act like him so to leave that legacy with people if what you want to be remembered by that is how you should live your life every single day every single day you should live your life as if it's you know it's kind of cliche but live each day as if it's your last in the fact that act how you want people to remember you by every single day oh absolutely yeah. and you know and, and I told you at Ziegler that you, you know your story that you told about Chandler was just a powerful story Thank you. you you literally captured the room when you told that story and and you know, I don't know if there was a dry eye in the house because you told it with such conviction that you know we could tell that it was from the heart and we we knew I can't speak for everybody else that was in the room but for me I could tell that 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 young man made an impact in your life mm -hmm. and you were thankful for what he did for you. So thank you again for sharing that story that oh. you did with us. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate uh, you saying those kind, th kind things. Thank you. You're welcome. Tracy, we do have to take a break, but when we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about how you got involved with Ziggler. You know, when you went to Ziggler, you said that it was a huge part of your life and you really saw that in reflection as to what your parents taught you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Tracy Day. My name is Rachel, and I'm 10 years old. I like riding my bike, playing soccer, and in eight years, I'll be an alcoholic. I'll start drinking in middle school, just at parties. My friends will drink, so I will too. Kids who drink before age 15 are five times more likely to have alcohol problems when they're adults. My parents won't really know what's going on yet. I mean, I'll do okay in school, but when I drink, I'll do some things. I don't really want to do. So by the time my parents talk to me about it, alcohol won't be my only problem. Alcohol affects their judgment and their future. So start talking before they start drinking. My parents won't believe it could happen to me. For more information on teens and alcohol, and to learn what you can do, visit the web at stopalcoholabuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and this station. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't, Don't drive, drive while intoxicated. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Carrie Dahlman, president of the Colorado Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, 
We know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you will be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Colorado can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. Sponsored by the Colorado Education Association and aired in cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association. Back to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Tracy Day. He is truly an inspiration. He is incredible. I'm so blessed to have him on my show today. He is selected to be among the first 30 Ziegler Legacy Certified Trainers and Speakers in the world. I thought he was in Class 1. Sorry, I apologize for that, Trace. He was in Class 2, and I was in Class 3, um, and we got to meet these past few weeks. Wow, it's crazy how time flies, how that's already passed. But um, I met so many inspirational people there, and Tracy, among them, uh, really made an impact on my life that day, um, those two, three days that we were there. So I'm just so blessed that he's here on my show to be able to share truly who he is and really what he believes. So, Tracy, thank Thank you so much for for being on the show again. Appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome, and you know, and thank you. And I look forward to the great friendship and relationship yeah. that we're going to build over you know the rest of our lives together. So thank you, I appreciate it. Absolutely, Tracy. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about you know you were adopted into a household um, where you were taught just incredible things and incredible things about leadership and leaving a legacy and these principles of life that have truly formed you to be the person that you are today. And I think it's incredible how parents have that effect on on their children. And, you know, looking at my mom and my dad, they have really taught me and my sister a lot of principles and a lot of things of life that I truly think has really shaped me to be the person that I am today and believe in the things that I believe. And it's through that and through God that I've truly found who I am as a person and what I believe in. So, you know, you were talking about, you know, you are the among the first 30 Ziegler Legacy certified trainers in the entire world. Um, and how Zig had a lot of those principles that your dad represented. So you're involved with Ziggler now. How did you really you get involved with Ziggler? And then um, after that question, really what we can expect from you in the future? Oh, wow. It, you know, with Ziggler, I got exposed to Ziggler initially in my early adulthood, you know, doing some some business things. And, and you know, I had this guy said, hey, man, you need to read this book and listen to this guy. And, and and it really, I was like, okay, well, who's this guy? You know, I, I never think <laughs> at that point. And you know, of course, I read the book, and the minute I put in the put in the, the the tape to listen to Zig, and I was like, oh man, I can relate to this guy. You know, he was from Yazoo City, Mississippi, a real small town, and that's the way I grew up. I grew up in a small town in Texas, and and I was like, I can relate to this guy. I understand what he's going through. I can relate to that. So I, I, I kind of latched onto him at that point and, you know, continued to follow him. And, and you know, and then last year, you know, there was an opportunity from, from Ziegler to, you know, they were expanding um, their outreach, you know, now that, you know, Zig died, you know, a couple of years ago and, and they're looking to continue the legacy. So they, they, 
I was following Zig on social media, and um, they, you know, the corporation put something out that they're doing, you know, certified trainers. And I said something to my my great wife, and and I said, Hey, look, I want to do this. <laughs> I said, I I I know what he stands for. He, you know, it's it's rock solid. I said, I want to do this, and she says, Okay, do, then do it. So that that was the, all the thought process that went behind it, and uh, you know we called the corporation, and and you know we went through the process, and next thing I know, I'm in class in in you know, in, in Plano, Texas, <laughs> and just surrounded by all these phenomenal people in the room, and you I don't know if you can get any more positiveness <laughs> if that word in in the room that's in there, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It's so incredible. I, I love being surrounded by people like that. And it, that's one thing that I really love is I couldn't stop saying when, when we went there a, a few weeks ago, it's like, oh my gosh, I needed this so much. And to have that much positivity in one room and just so, so many great attitudes and we all have like purposes and, and like reasoning with life and really what we all believe in. And, you know, we're all pretty, um, you know, strong in our faith in God. A lot of us, the majority of so to be surrounded by that kind of people, it's not something that you're exposed to every single day. So to have that, it was just so incredible. So Tracy, we have about five minutes left. I really like, or we have about a few minutes left, like three minutes. I would really like to talk to you um, about what we can expect from you in the future. Oh, wow. You know, I, you know, great things. You know, that's, that's, that's the plan, right? So, you know, we're, there's, there's great things happening with the Ziegler legacy, uh, you know, the coaching and the training and the leadership development. And, you know, you were there for that and, you know, a couple, three weeks ago in Dallas. And, and you know, that's the, that's the, um, the idea is to continue to, to, to build on the, the, the foundation that Zig built and continue to outreach, you know. Uh, you know, go out to corporate offices, go out to the to the youth of of the country, you know, high schoolers, college people, because they they really haven't been exposed to Ziegler, but those foundations that Zig has has been timeless, and, and you know, and and they're they're rock solid. So I look forward to getting out and doing that, and and just continue to build the legacy that Zig built, and also carry on my dad's name, right? So in, in my mind, they're intertwined. So I'm able to take the best of both worlds and 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 do that outreach. Wow. You know, I, I think that's so special and so unique is being able to share that legacy that Zig left and really who he is as a person is so incredible. And to have that um, and be able to teach that to the younger generation, because when you bring that up to others, you know, they really don't, you know, people my generation, they, they don't realize who Zig is or who what he's about. So and, and they say, you know, who is that? They don't even know who he is. So to teach that and to teach those principles is, is so incredible and so amazing. And I just love what you're doing. I love who you are. And I'm just so excited to see what you're doing in the future. I just can't wait to, to you know, go along this journey with you. And I hope that everyone listening also tunes into what Tracy's doing because he's he's a, a, a change, a world changer. And he's so amazing. And I'm just so excited to have your friendship, Tracy. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it oh you're very welcome you know what and thank you for your friendship too i need to get make sure that gets known as well oh thank you tracy where can my listeners find you oh they can find me on my website at tracyday.com t-r-a-c-y-d-a-y.com awesome tracy thank you thank you again so much god bless i'm so excited to again see what you're doing in the future and and we'll stay in touch i love you 
We are. You're awesome. You rock. Thank you, Tracy. And we'll talk to you really soon. Again, thanks for being on the show. Uh, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We have Jacob Salem calling in to pray us out like he does every Tuesday. Jacob, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's pray us out. Thank you, Jacob. Absolutely. Father God, we just thank you so much for your provision, for your guidance. We thank you for people like Tracy D. Day, someone that has no problem sharing his testimony, sharing his call that he's been adopted into the kingdom, your kingdom, by you and by his earthly father. Lord, we thank you so much for people like him, that they are out there on this earth blessing people and being used by you to reach people with their talents and skills that they have been blessed with. Lord, I pray for everybody out there on this call today that you're continuing to guide them, to lead them, to encourage them, to inspire them so that they can ultimately go be, do, and have more than they ever thought possible, just as Scripture says, Lord. We thank you for your Son and his blood on the cross and for his name, Jesus. We thank you so much for your Son, and it's in his name I pray. Amen. Amen, Jacob. Thank you so much. It's always truly beautiful. And I, you know, I always say how amazing it is that that God shines through you. And I, I truly see it. So again, I want to thank you so much for always coming on my show and, and praying us out. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. My privilege. Absolutely. And if you want to know more about Jacob, as well as my other guests that I had on today, please be sure to go to my website. You can go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. It's always great to hear stories of hope and inspiration and love, and not only that, but faith. And I really love to hear those stories on every Tuesday. So, you know, if you like the show, please be sure to share it. Please be sure to throw it out there. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing others' feedback. So please be sure to put it out there to others around you if you love what you heard today. Again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, you know, I really love have, having people on who have those inspirational stories. So thank you so much. Again, be sure to go to my website, CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Listen again every Tuesday from 4 to 5 plus the Saturday morning encore at 10 a.m. Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins right here on 810 KLVZ where love lives.